Alrighty guys, good afternoon to you and welcome back to another episode of the Megabyte Podcast. I'm your co-host, Squeamish Cactus. And I'm Fufu. And we are here to discuss different things, of course, tech news and all that good fun stuff. <clears throat> Speaking of that, have you ever done like Magic the Gathering or any kind of those like Dungeons and Dragons or any kind of role playing where you are the wizard or a, the princess in distress or... Any of that? Okay, you got me with Dungeons and Dragons because I do play D and D. Okay. I do not, however, do Magic the Gathering. Well, brace yourself it's for this. It's never been my type of thing. It's never been mine either. But did you know? Drum roll, please. Magic the Gathering is crossing over with Fortnite. What? Why? Why? Okay, what is going on with this Fortnite world? Why? Why is it everything they touch turns to platinum? Like you think about it, they had all the the licensing for Star Wars, and we talked about this before on a prior podcast. But they had they had um the licensing from Star Wars. They had licensing from uh, various different characters, DC Comics. Mm-hmm. I mean, ho- Iron Man, I mean, holy hell, dude. I mean, money must be the thing here, right? Must be the, the fame and glory of it. I mean, I can't it, it understand it. Like, holy I shit. Mean, if you if you think about all the big names, like, even recently, you know, right. Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah, I heard about that, too. Like, what is going on with Fortnite? Like, how? Okay. You are an executive at a company. How the hell do you approach a company, another company, and say you're for, you're you're an executive for Fortnite? How in the mm-hmm. hell, how do you approach a company, like say, like well, Magic the Gathering or something like that, and say, hey, you know, I am here representing Fortnite, and we wanted to license out your stuff so we could throw it into our characters on the game itself. What do you think? I mean, how do you go? How do you do that? Because you know, licensing is not cheap. Just ask Disney. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not cheap at all. I mean, just to get something exclusive, you, it takes months of preparation. And because twenty twenty happened, it makes you wonder. Like maybe they were in the talks of this way back before twenty twenty or during the middle of twenty twenty, when it was kind of everything was kind of on a lull where all yeah. the stuff was just not really updating and stuff like this. But holy crap, dude, what else? I mean, there's Wizards of uh, uh, the Magic of the Gathering, of course, as you mentioned, with Street mm-hmm. Fighter, Lord of the Rings. Schmeagol's going to get pissed. Right. Oh, I, mean, I mean, like... I mean, you, of all people, know I'm not big on Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just not my thing. I don't Again, your... I also I also haven't played that much Fortnite either, so it right. might be something good. But then again, it might turn out to be a total flop. Well, here's what it is. Wizards of the Coast announced on Tuesday, which I assume would be today, of course, the Magic the Gathering is getting a secret layer crossover with Fortnite, Street Fighter, and Warhammer 40,000... Whatever the hell that I... is. I have no idea what that is. I, I don't know. They also they shared some of the first looks at some of the art or the expected artwork of the things that could be found in there. Like, are you really like? 
I mean, oh my God. Like, I mean, look, when I was at 2018 TwitchCon, Fortnite was still kind of in its infancy stages. It was just, I mean, it was there. It started out, what, 2017, I think it was. And it, I mean, it just accelerated like a speed train in China. I mean, this thing's gone. Like, holy. It just took off. It took off like a rocket. So why did this game... What what makes this game so incredibly popular? Number one, I played it. I think you've played it, right? You've you've played this game before. A couple times. A couple times. It's one of those games I don't want to play because it makes me rage. But yep. <laughs> holy crap! I mean, I okay. You build things. You gather materials to build things. You're you're at the same time. There's a shot clock counting down you know per layer per uh per mm-hmm. circle that gets enclosed okay i just don't understand how this game has gotten so massive massively big in comparison to other br games i mean think about it okay you know things are i mean as someone who's only played a couple games on fortnite i still don't know how to build anything it doesn't give you a tutorial on that no, it doesn't give you jack shit, really. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's, here you go. They throw you in, say, here you go. Figure Ma- it out. Merry Christmas. I mean, it's just like, I, I don't understand how this thing got so popular. Now, there's we discussed this before on a, on a previous podcast in regards to, like, the Battle Royale versus the, the world story mode and stuff like this. It, it seems like it's not as popular. It was kind of like, I probably want to just a guesstimate bunny just a guesstimate i would assume the reason why they threw in the story or the world mode where you could build and sandbox stuff is because of those people who are like the kids and stuff who can't do mm-hmm. fps's first person shooters yeah but they want to it's, be like their brother or their sister and just say to, hey i should reach out to a wider variety of yeah. audience now that's that's smart That's, thinking. It is. It's very smart. Let's warp but, the other younger kids' minds because <laughs> we got the teenagers slash adults. Yeah. yeah, let's get these young kids in here to do something so that way once they're old enough, they can jump from this to this. There are Fortnite cards, a rebranded reprint spread over two secret layer drops. So essentially, basically, it's what it's saying is you're trading default art for some of the Fortnite-themed art. Wizards showed off the image yeah. of Fortnite's Cuddle Commander, the terrifying pink bear-headed person. Now, I think of two things, Five Nights at Freddy, when I hear a teddy bear, a horror teddy bear, and I also yeah. think of the teddy bear mascot or the bear mascot or whatever the hell it is in Fortnite, I'm sorry, uh, um, Fallout 76, where mm-hmm. there's a little mascot that you can get a rare costume to actually do. That is just really weird. It doesn't release until 2023. Yeah. Uh, Tales so that's from a the Middle Earth. Off still, well, that's but... the new Lord of the Rings Tales from the Middle yeah. Earth. But holy crap, dude. Like, why Why would you? Oof. I, I don't know. Oh, that's just. It, Fortnite just seems like it's the rain of things that they're coming. Uh, have you ever played Destiny? There's another one for you. I have not played Destiny. I've watched quite a few people play it, but I personally have never played Destiny. Now, I originally played there. I think it was a T- Taken King, I think is one of them. In fact, I gave, gave, I, I did a giveaway with it where I was giving free copies to people. I would actually give them 
the actual I mailed it out to winners, but that was like nice. Destiny One. Thank you. That was like Destiny One days. Now Destiny Two came out, and now we have the Witch's Queen expansion. Uh, to me, honestly, I mean, I wasn't. A lot of people love Destiny stuff, and they love the game. I just, I don't really. It, it seems like you land on a planet, go there, collect materials, shoot a like a horde of freaking creatures, hide from them. There's a big boss that you fight. You know, collectively, you're playing with other people. That's just like story mode, not the the battle, the the P two P fighting that's on there. But you know, like there's of course there's fighting between players, online players. But to me, it just the the thing that unsold me on it was the the crafting. Like I could pick up a a uh, a shielded armor suit that's like plus two and then the shield and stuff. And then it gives me, it gives like an equal number of points at the top, like something, something to me, it was just confusing as hell. I just couldn't figure it out. If you wore one thing in particular to the other thing, it would subtract it. And it was just like loop. Eh, I just couldn't do it. I mean, that might be your kind of game, but when it comes to like my kind of games, Mm -hmm. one that, I'm actually looking forward to is Forza Five. Ooh, you like those kind they, of games? I love racing games. Love mm-hmm. them. My first racing game was uh, Need for Speed, and I mean, Forza is taking it to Mexico in this one. It's um, get everything from volcanoes to the jungle to the desert because you know mm-hmm. it's mexico they've got it all they do when it comes to scenery and and yars revenge it looks it looks awesome hmm. like the graphics look amazing i i i've never really been into racing the only thing i could always think of immediately would be with tom cruise days of thunder but that's like the only thing i could really think of i i've never really sat down and played a racing game now maybe oh i've I've played them all (laughs) if i did it outside of the mouse and keyboard or if i did it outside a controller like say if i had the wheel you know Mm -hmm. the little driving wheel and then a little gear shifter and stuff like this i could see it'd be a little bit easier but as far as doing it on a on a mouse, a keyboard, or even a controller, kind of seems like it would be. I mean, I've See, done, okay. but mm. this, you know, I'm pro PC, mm-hmm. pro keyboard, mm-hmm. mouse. I will say, one of the games that I prefer controller is racing games. Really? Now that is very very rare to hear me say right (laughs) because i don't like controllers i will put that on a sticky note (laughs) put it in the this day in history book there you go (laughs) (laughs) on this day it won't happen long it doesn't happen very often but with racing games i feel it's easier on a controller Mm -hmm. just because with a keyboard you know you have all these buttons and stuff and a keyboard yeah you can customize it like we talked about before right but you know 
I just feel like using a joystick is easier to turn than using WASD. You know, and it's funny you mentioned that because I was just going to bring up my difference between when I would play GTA 5, when I was playing on the 360 version, I never got to play the Xbox One version because I didn't have the money to pay for the additional game. And I wasn't really that much into it like I am today. Like, I love the game now. Back then, I was warm to it, but I would play it. Yeah. But I've learned that doing PC, like like racing and stuff like this, or or controlling a vehicle in general with WASD keys is more difficult than it would be on a controller. So I'm there with you on that when it comes to controllers would probably be easier because I had zero problem doing foot down to the floor, like racing on GTA where I just like, I wouldn't even break. I just, I'm just gone. But as far as when I'm doing it on a keyboard and mouse, you got to remember the X, Y, the mouse, you know, you got to move it where it's the, you know, shifts it left to right. Then of course you got a W. So it's a little bit more, advanced because when you're pushing left on a stick when you're playing it on a controller all the whole world moves in one but for us on mouse and keyboard when you move wasd it just moves you in one direction but you're still looking forward so for you to move your mouse left or right then you turn and start looking the same direction you're going you know stuff like that um did you hear about state of decay state of decay Uh 2 I haven't really since that's more of your horror. With... Mm. Yeah, I, I like horror, but I haven't really kept up too much <laughs> with the state of the case. <laughs> By the way, for those, the Witch Queen on Destiny Two, February twenty second. Uh, sorry, February twenty twenty two is the um, February. I guess it would be on February second, February twenty twenty two. Wow, there's a lot of twos in that one. So I was yep. right when I said this. That's when that comes out. So that's interesting. State of Decay 2, for those who like this series, who like the games, there has been a celebrates the 10 million lifetime players with Jesus. a remastered map. Think about that for a second. 10 million people into your servers. It's got longevity. Oh, it is. It's yeah, terribly it really alive. Does. It's really cool. I, I don't think I've ever played State of Decay because you know how much I loathe zombies and stuff like that. It, it just doesn't do it for me. It just doesn't do it for me. Because eventually what happens is you get to the point where you're overwhelmed. You know, we talked about that before. You get overwhelmed and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And, uh, so State of, Decay to State of Decay 2 Homecoming is coming out on September 1st. It is what a, I'm looking forward to is, you know... I've played Borderlands 3. I've played 2. The only one I haven't played was the first one. And oh, Borderlands? Yeah. Well, okay. it's not the game. It's actually a crossover with Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves? Really? Yeah. Huh. You You can do challenges and stuff, and you can now get pieces and parts for a um, a ship. And I think really? the best part, my favorite part, is you can even get Claptrap, like a, a mermaid on your bow. Really? It's it's great. Now that's What you have to do is you have challenges and stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, just small ones like 
blasting a shark with a gunpowder barrel. <laughs> torching skeletons with firebombs. You know? And then you got your more tedious ones. Right. Like, looting all gold pals in a treasure vault. Or tearing through a tall tale. But, you, you, you get pieces for the Borderlands ship for it. And, you know, <clears throat> I think it looks cool. You yeah. have to complete all the challenges by the 7th of September to get all the pieces, but... I know a couple that... of people who probably are doing that right now as we speak. <laughs> probably. Let's see, he, yep. the one person in particular I play with, he's like, he's like a level beyond level. He's way up there. He's got everything unlocked or he's got a lot of stuff unlocked where you mm -hmm. get treasure maps. There's like 20 treasure chests on one island. Like, Jesus, that's a lot of yeah. stuff. I've always liked Sea of Thieves. I love the, the, the banter, the, the, you know, the music always, oh, I love the music. The graphically, oh, yeah. the beautiful, the waters, the, it's uh, one of those games that is, is, I truly hold in my deck of cards of games, but there's one thing, those people who just decide to start shooting you for no reason, and I know it's a pirate game. Ships uh, oh, those two, yeah, those are the skelly ships are kind of crazy too, which is really crazy. I heard there's a game, it's called um, uh, what is it called? Stray Blade, it's kind of like a Souls. You ever play like Dark Souls? Those are some of my favorites too. I haven't played Dark Souls, but I've watched a lot of videos on YouTube about them, right? I love Dark Souls. Dark Souls was, I've played all three of them. And uh, from what I've seen on video footage of this game, it looks pretty damn good. It looks really graphically good. Uh, it was announced today during Xbox's Gamescom stream, and it looks it, it's it looks pretty damn good. It's coming out next year, twenty twenty two. Um, but it looks really good. You're like a tale of a rogue adventurer in the Lost Valley of Ecria. And his witty wolf. So you get a companion, it sounds like. Although he looks like a gremlin to some people. But it looks, sounds really good. Um, so it also features intense combat that merges strategic anticipation of enemy attacks with split-second blade-to-blade reactions. Again, a lot like Soul Blades or even like um, Dark Souls in general. There's a lot of that timing, especially those knights. I would love to get back into some of those. Maybe I should look for those on uh, PC. Because I do love Dark Souls. I beat the games. I beat them all. But kind of rushed through the one. Because somebody just knew what the hell they were doing. But um, it, it looks really good. Sometime in 2022. There's no official announcement when. But I think Steam. It might be on Steam as well too. Or something like that. So it should be on Xbox. And I would hope it would be on, on PC. Because, come on, we got to get a little love, you know? Right. Well, for those that don't care for games like Dark Souls and stuff, and they like the more relaxed versions of games, mm -hmm. Minecraft is getting a new texture pack. What? Again? Yeah. This texture pack turns the blocky blocks into... Legos. Well, wait. Lego blocks. You got my now my. If you hear thumping, Here's that's my tail wagging. Now. 
ears perking up now. I, yeah, Mi- Minecraft and Lego joined forces in the past right. to create official play sets. Mm. But now Lego is turning over and giving them the reins to make in-game creations mm. with Lego pieces. Me yeah. personally, I hate Legos in you're, real life. <laughs> you ever stepped on one of those damn things? Yes. Oh my god. Always. I refuse to get my kid Legos because I know they'll be on the floor, and I don't like stepping on them. Holy shit! They're like little but, bear traps. Yes. Oh my god. Wow. But if some of these pictures look amazing, you can download the Mind Break, which Ooh. is a texture pack. For free. So I did, okay, I was just gonna ask, was there was there a price on it, a price point? But obviously, oh, that's good. So you can the do base it. download is the one twenty eight and two fifty six resource pack. Right. But there's also the five twelve. Okay. And the ten twenty four versions. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to part with five bucks. So if you want the better resolution one. Right. You know, five bucks is not a lot. Five bucks, yeah, isn't that much, honestly. Considering, I mean, it, it that's great. I mean, for five bucks, you get all these new textures and stuff. So, was that would that turn all the like little squid or octopus and the fishes into that too as well? Because they're kind of blocky. I be basically the whole game is blocky. So, that's going to be I interesting. Mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. I'm just looking at right. what there is right now. I I know for a fact, like, the ground, the trees, the houses and stuff, those are going to be Lego textures. I'm pretty sure, like, if they do a full texture pack, it's going to have, like, the animals and stuff as well right. as Legos and your, your character as well. So... I'm not really 100% sure, but, hmm. you know, it's definitely something interesting that I want to look into. Speaking of things that I wouldn't find interesting, but others would probably would be Microsoft Flight Simulator. For those who like simulators, I love simulators, but the Flying Simulator announced its first competitive mode of multiplayer racing. So check this out. Microsoft Flight Simulator, as you know, you fly from one point to another. It's It's very beautiful the graphics are intense they're amazing the graphics are like spot on of course it's microsoft right microsoft has the money to spend on it but the funny thing is with it though they're 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 partnering up with the reno the renowned reno air racing association to introduce the national championship air races which is the world's fastest motor sport so if you figure your flying simulator game now turns into a multiplayer game where you race with other people that can reach an excessive 500 miles per hour or more in flying and you know, and what it is in there. That's crazy. But why the hell would you do that with a simulator? Why not just make that as a separate thing? No clue. Yeah. Uh, I'm speechless too. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I'm not a big fan of flying. Uh, it will release it on September 7th. So that's right around the corner is the release date of that. I don't know. I, I 
I'll have to look for that. I'll have to look and see, you know, what's going on with that. But I, I, that's something I wouldn't be interested in doing. I don't mind competitive stuff, but not with, with a simulator. Cause any simulators is just relaxing. You know? So we talked a little bit about battlefield, the new one coming out, mm -hmm. you know, 2042. Correct. Comes out in October. Right. In and corner. I mean, I get it. People are excited for this new game. It's Battlefield. What I don't get is why cheats are already being sold two months before launch for <laughs> Battlefield 2042. You mean to tell me there's Desperados who have already figured out the scripting behind the coding of a game that's not even fully announced or, or fully done yet or out there in the market and they already have cheats for it or planning to have cheats for it. What in the, why? Well, I mean, what, what can you do now? Are they, are you referring to like games that are built in sheets where you can like, like Sims and stuff where you can put it in yourself like mods? Or are you talking about actual people who have gone the dark ways? Well, from what I've seen, it says that, um, a website has begun advertising undetectable cheats like aimbots, radars, and wall hacks. <laughs> and, you know, it, it says that it's reported 1.2 million registered users have never been banned from the from a Battlefield game. <clears throat> and it says that, you know, Battlefield 2042 hack has already been confirmed as undetectable, considering the game has so far only been played by a severely limited audience during this month's technical tests. So somebody inside the gaming development is a That's rat. what it seems like so far. The it's it shows Battlefield 2042 hack features. The features below are just what our team is starting off with. Aimbot, lock on. Press the aimbot key and the crosshairs will lock on. Stay locked. The Battlefield 2042 aimbot will stay locked on until dead. Instantly change. The aimbot will change to the next player. And instant kill. Bullets hit accurately even when moving. Which I think is absolutely ridiculous. So somebody and already then, has figured that out. Wow. Mm -hmm. And then ESP. Name. Displays the name of each player. Good for harassing people. The distance ESP shows how far away players are located from you. Item ESP displays item names close to you. And BB ESP draws a box around every player for easy location. And then... Finally, your cheat radar. The enemy shows on the radar in red. Move the radar anywhere on your screen, and you can adjust the size of the radar. Obviously, it's not surprising that cheaters would be setting their eyes on 2042, you know. I, but if you have this early, time. this early and before the game has even dropped is ridiculous. People, it, it blows my mind. I mean, you got to figure if it was only the selected few, you know, they had a very 
controlled environment where they only set off like people were only allowed to test it or whatever the case it's got to be in, in an inside job it has to be i mean it, it has it, to be because it already said there during their technical tests it was a severely limited group of people so unless you know someone on the inside is taking their information back to their friends who was good with this stuff it's it, either way it's still an inside job i usually yeah I, I mean if you think about it a lot of times when there's cheats in games or even if there's modding games like say you know they do it but the developers usually it's somebody behind the the closed doors of the company you know the things that have been going on lately on on you know one of these streaming platforms where somebody grabs your information and you know all that stuff it, it has to be an inside job and or somebody who worked with a this said company and then got pissed off because they got fired and or something like that and they want to get um what's the word revenge i guess or just to point out the flaws that they you know they feel that's flawed i guess but i i don't know i i i don't know either i mean why obviously it's natural that 2042 would catch attention of cheaters and hackers and modders but the early interest sparked concern because they're supposed to do an open beta next month oh so they're gonna okay so they're gonna do a beta test well so Hmm. As of right now, you know, right? It, you know, they say it'd be a shame for the first look at 2042 if it was immediately marred by cheaters, which I completely get that. I understand that. And, you know, it, it's sad to think that we're immediately getting cheats and hacks and it, it's ridiculous. There are games that have anti-cheat built into them. As soon as you load the game, it, it says scanning or something for anti-cheat. So I'm if they were smart, I don't know, during a beta test, though, may or may not be the best time to deliver an anti-cheat. But when the game drops on its official date, I would highly, if I was them, it was my baby, I would definitely put on an anti-cheat code or script onto it so that way that if you're caught cheating or if it, the algorithm catches it or whatever the case it is boom you're, you're instantly banned and that's it you know game over you do not pass go do not collect two hundred dollars um they were talking about doing that with the war zone from what i was heard uh and anti-cheat because there's a lot of players out there who cheat on that game but that game has been out you know for a while now but and as you mentioned this game hasn't even officially dropped so my advice for them was okay drop the beta like you're going to do normally just let it let the world have the beta if there are leaks if there are cheats and stuff people can they can officially find those or get reports of what people are doing people flying through the world okay we got to get somebody to work on that part of it so that way it narrows it down, narrows it down, then boom, put a, a nice anti-cheat on it. That's what they should do. It's just me, though. I don't know. So I have a question for you. Okay. Being as, you know, we're both on Twitch, we're both streamers. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of hate raids? I have recently read an article to where there was uh, 
people, especially people who are uh, in the gay community uh, and people of color were getting these so-called bots in their channel. Is that, is that this, am I hitting the okay, mark? So you're, you're pretty much right. Okay. Hate raids are organized attacks on marginalized Twitch streamers in which bot accounts flood their chat with repeated slurs. Mm -hmm. And sometimes incorporate Nazi imagery or real life details what? about the streamer. Nazi? Why? What? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit! Are we going back seventy years? What? I guess so. Are but we, earlier are... this month, they escalated to a frequency and severity to the point of a new hashtag trending on Twitter, and the hashtag was Twitch Do Better. Oh. And. Because of Twitch's current moderation tools that lack the finesse to deal with these hate raids, you know, they're, they started doing another hashtag, hashtag a day off Twitch, where basically, you know, I can see streamers from all over the world declaring that they'll join the protest and boycott twitch oh. on the same day what what is there a specific day or is they are planning to essentially go on strike mm -hmm. on the first of september and that's a day off of twitch so people are are telling other people to don't stream that day in because because twitch is not handling the hate raids you know like you and I, we've seen a lot of bots come in our channel. I deal with them and, on a daily basis. And especially lately, there's been those bot channels that try and grab your IP address and mm -hmm. this and that. And Twitch hasn't done anything about them. I understand it's a lot of work. Right. But you, being a Twitch streamer, being an affiliate or a partner or even not affiliate just starting out because i've seen a lot of them go after the smaller streamers that don't have that big following like a partner does and right. the fact that you know twitch hasn't done anything about that it it, 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 it is ridiculous it is it's their it's their job to protect us being on this platform protect our ip addresses see the thing and is 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 we are here's here's the that funny catch 22 funny you are when you become an affiliate slash partner i guess as a community channel as well too so a community channel is a channel that is not either affiliated or partnered yet so you're just starting off right as you become affiliate and or a partner, you then assign a verbal and electronic contract with a bunch of different clauses and stuff like this. But in, in particular, no matter who you are, either community or partnered or affiliates, you are responsible for all and everything that is done inside your channel. That's what they say, that you are responsible for all the material. But the funny thing is, is if that's the true, if that's true, how come they're not responsible for other things on the back end of their stuff? Like helping protect their streamers from getting shit like this to begin with. Why do we have not have a bot that is just made entirely for the entire 
str- uh, the the entire website. The entire website. Like, exactly. Just I like mean, how Nightbot is, etc. I mean, if you think about it, Twitch is. I mean, streamers have to rely on third party tools to fill the gaps mm-hmm. that Twitch has not dealt with. And, you know, as Twitch streamers, I would expect them to step up a little bit, especially since, you know, they take half of everything that paid streamers get half of the subscription costs, half of the tips, you know, anything through Twitch, they take half of it and they can't do something and step up what needs to be done to make sure everyone on this platform is safe. One, two, not getting these hate raids coming into your channel putting you down making people think that obviously if your regulars are there they know better but if somebody new comes in and they they come in after a hate raid they're gonna it's gonna make them look at you a little bit differently it is yes than if they had seen you before the hate raid because you can't you can't expect people to be there (laughs) 24 7 and see you as a person if they come in and see all this hate and stuff well now see there's there's a rebuttal side to it though this is what they'll say well we have given you guys the streamers as in referring to you guys as in the streamers we have given you all the ability to use black or to block blacklisted words or make a blacklist of words that you feel that would be negative or discriminatory. Now, okay. like yourself and I, we have obviously we've done uh-huh. those measures, including, yes. you know, hiding your identities of, you know, real names and, and everything else in between, like you should. Yes. But I've had terms that I've blacklisted. Mm-hmm. And I've had another bot come in. Like when I had first started out, I was getting a lot of buy followers here. Right. Do this, do that. I've blacklisted that and I've still gotten the same message in mm-hmm. my channel before because I've copied and pasted it into my blacklisted phrases and terms. And it says this is already in there. What are they going to do about that? That's interesting. I've never had that, knock on wood. I have never had that I've had experience. that happen a couple different times. And I'm like, I obviously I've put this in here. Mm-hmm. Why is it not blocking it or catching it? I've seen variations of that said, you know, where they put, you know, f- instead of like a capital E, it would be a lowercase E, which then therefore it is a whole different sent- word you have to blacklist, yeah. you know. But I've always told people, and, and, and like I explained it to you as time progressed, is how to protect yourself. Because I've learned the hard way. People, people are out to get you. They want to get a rise out of, if you're live, they, they want to ruin you. At least to some degree. Not everybody, but just those, those assholes that just want to be that person that said, oh, I could do it. You know, they want to slam or slander you. But 
There are things you can do, but it, it still doesn't give you the right to do that, though. So September 1st is when that is supposed to occur. So, hmm. Yes. Is that fall on my schedule of days? That is a Wednesday of all days. Oh. Oh, man. That's a Jackbox day. That's a Jackbox <laughs> day that I might have to drop over to the other platform and stream on. Absolutely. I don't see why not. It'd be more quieter over speaking there. Speaking of, speaking of another Twitch mm-hmm. thing, did you hear about one of the top Twitch females? I don't really think I need to name names. I think oh, you know. Boy. Apparently, they had a fire at their house, and apparently, it was arson. Is mm-hmm. what they are saying. Ooh. No, I did not yeah. hear about this. I, I think I know who you're referring to. But, yep. well, holy shit. What is, uh, wow. Well, obviously, you know, a lot of people trigger those top people. Or mm-hmm. they target those top people. What, yeah. But, you know, a lot of the times it's, on the internet you, right right being on this platform if you're a big well-known streamer you don't think you know there's that possibility of being attacked in real life but um she she said that there was a fire alongside of her home mm-hmm. around where she keeps her trash cans the the cause of the fire had not yet been determined but it was strongly suggested that it was arson the firefighters were able to put it out before it caused too serious damage so that's that's a plus that's a toughest situation too man fires really or floods are, are two one of the worst things that can happen I mean, it changed your life in a heartbeat. And to have it, and to have it, you know, to have it happen intentionally Mm -hmm. and someone targeting you because you're on a social media platform and you're an influencer in a way, that's just like, I they did are, but at the moment in time, mm-hmm. you know, nothing has been done other than them investigating. Celebrities kind of go through the same thing, you know, in a sense where they have targeted fans who target yeah. them. You know, the media, obviously, paparazzi, they will go outside their door, take photos of them if they're grabbing a newspaper or even taking the trash, etc., etc. It's a tough life to live like that. And, you know, people always say, oh, I want to be a millionaire. I want to be a celebrity. Well, there's pluses and minuses to it. And just like, you know, 2020, how that happened, how everybody had to bunker down. That's the life of a rock star. That's the life of a real celebrity. They, they don't really go out in the world to talk or, you know, go out to places as much as you and I would just your typical average Karen and John or whatever, but it's tough, man. I hope everything pulls out for this person. You know, I, I hate to see something like that happen. Unless you're feeding a cat vodka or throwing it across the room, then, uh, you know, 
that's bad too. But um, speaking of different things that are bad, Apex Legends. Did you hear about this one? The recent update, they had a new character, Seer. Okay. Apparently he was overpowered, too overpowered to the point where they actually had to nerf him. They had to pull back some of his style. It kind of reminds me of um, Echo from the Overwatch series where when she first came out, she was overly powerful and she was too powerful and she was like the goat or meta to go to character. Well, he was the character as well, too. But now they have done things where they have updated as of the 23rd of August, which was just yesterday. They have passive seer changes like the passive move, the increased wait time between his sensor spikes for HP targets from 1.25 seconds to 1.75. Um, they've removed center circle ellipses. I mean, they've they got like a whole ton of list of different things that they have nerfed. Including the audio too. I guess his audio was kind of loud, but the um, the thing about it is, is they were a little mm, upset about it. Uh, even the 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 people who made it feel that they kind of missed the mark with him. It was just kind of, eh. but it is what it is. You know, I don't play it. I don't play the game. Uh, I've had people ask me if, if if I would play that game, but. I'm not interested in shooting shields, reloading, crack, reloading. He's in white shields now, reloading. So like 30 bullets still doesn't do jack shit to the person's stuff. I don't know. Yep. I, I just never liked kind of those kind of games. But, well, you know. Well, here's a game that I know you've played. Okay. Saints Row. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. GTA's Drunk Cousin Returns. Saints Row is being rebooted. What? Oh, hell no. Wow. So, a Saints Row reboot is being teased by publishers Deep Silver. Okay. And has more or less been confirmed by Jeff Kiley, Mm -hmm. Kiley, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who is hosting GameCon's opening live stream. Um, The official website has updated with a large image of a brick wall, and it reads, Rebooting. So, there was a tweet sent out, we are bossing it with our announcements this year. (laughs) That's for GamesCon. Saints Row's Twitter account confirmed that the reboot will be a whole new game and not a remaster or a remake. Really? That's all they have for now, but if you want to know more about it... GamesCon, mm-hmm. which kicks off tomorrow at 11, p- 11 a.m. Pacific, okay. 2 p.m. our time, will have more details. It has been six years since the last Saints Row the Third, or Saints Row the Fourth, Get Out of Hell, which <laughs> itself was an epilogue expansion for Saints Row Four. I'll be damned. But now they're doing. A new Saints Row game. So, that's exciting for Saints Row players. Wow. Me, myself, I've only played Saints Row 3 one time. Oh, only one time? Only one time. Only one time. Wow. Only did this, you're like, meh, just one time. Um, <laughs> now, for people like myself and yourself who love RPGs, there was some bad news on the Final Fantasy XIV. Can you imagine that 
there's 14 or more Final Fantasies. Oh Final Fantasy has just been on a roll forever, and it doesn't have any chance of slowing down. That's what it looks like. I remember playing that when you know, and I was it was like one of the first games outside of a Zelda game that I absolutely loved to play. Um, the director, Naoki Yoshida, has acknowledged that it's a bit of a nightmare to get onto the servers in North America and in Europe. Uh, I guess they've been hitting the, the Final Fantasy people have been you know wanting to play the game so much. It's breaking the highest concurrent player counts and it's running out of the digital copies. It's crazy. Now, it, it like even some of the bigger people from you know who play L, uh, LOL League of Legends and stuff are actually taking the leap to go in to play this instead of playing the League of Legends, which is absolutely crazy. But man, it's putting a lot of strain on their servers. Now, I haven't seen any footage or I haven't heard anything about this one. I know of Final Fantasies, of course, I have Final Fantasy games myself. Man, but I guess it, it's an MMO, so it's a multi-massive online playing game. And I think I know a couple of people who actually have the game. But, um, damn, I mean, if that's the case, you know, it, it, it might start lagging people out and stuff. Um, it's reaching the upper limits from what they have said that their servers can handle. So it's kind of, they're trying to fix it, but they're not, there's nothing they can really do. Uh, there was an update that they tried to do, or they are doing with an attempt to raise the sim simultaneous, simultaneous login cap on a European service, which plans to later upgrade equipment down the line. So in other words, they will definitely fix it right now. They're trying to put the bandaid over the bleeding. They also told Yoshida Vance players to quote, continue to wait for your turn to log in during the long queues. I'm going to look this up. I don't know if we could play this on Steam or whatever, but they have particularly prevalent during weekends, especially on weekends is when it's more busier, which is really crazy. So the NA servers, North America servers are flooded. European servers are flooded. I love those Final Fantasy games. I really do. I have to look into them and see if there's anything like that for myself I could play down the road. If it's an MMO, if it's like League of Legends or WoW, I don't know if you've ever played WoW before, but I've tried to play it like when I was like 14, 15 years old. Right. <laughs> I was yeah. actually thinking about giving it a shot again now that I'm older and I would understand it a little bit better. Basically, you're what you're you're what wandering worlds and you're doing isn't it the same thing like Elder Scrolls Online or anything like that where you're just helping people and you're going like dungeon fighting and all that stuff. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll definitely let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> I mean, if... Speaking of Elder Scrolls... Yeah. So, Skyrim has... Vesetta has announced that it would release Skyrim's Anniversary Edition on November 11th for its 10th birthday. 10th anniversary? Really? It's already 10 years old. Holy crap. Yeah. It seems this, like yesterday I played that game. The anniversary edition will feature over 500 unique pieces of content from Creation Club. Oh, man. Now, see, I, I liked Final... I love those kind of games. 
Elder Scrolls, all those beautiful games. They're just amazing. They they always brought the only thing is is <clears throat> there's some queue times that are long when you are playing like if you're looking for the dungeon scrounging. If you're scrounging for the dungeons and stuff, there's a long there's sometimes there's a queue time that's long, but it is a good game though. It really is. I love those kind of games. Elder Scrolls, anything like that. In fact, the Genshin Impact is a beautiful game too. They um they said even if you don't buy the upgrade for the special edition, mm-hmm. that is if you don't already have the special edition, the special edition is getting a fishing update, adding new mechanics that will let you grab a fishing pole and do some fishing quests. Really? Yes. As well as other plans for the RPG's birthday. First up, fishing isn't the only thing existing players in Skyrim will get. With two of the creation clubs, paid mods joining it for free, survival mode, an option difficulty modifier that adds hunger, fatigue, and cold mechanics, more diseases, plus limitations on fast travel, health regen, carry weight, and so on. And Saints and Seducers, a quest mod themed around around the Shivering Isles, which also includes Rare Curios, a mod that brings back ingredients from Morrowind and Oblivion. Oh man, Morrowind! Oh yeah, see, I like stuff the, like that. I I played Morrowind and Oblivion so many times. I still have them on my computer, in my Steam list. <laughs> the anniversary edition will come with all forty-eight currently available creations, mm. as well as twenty-six that have yet to be released. Wait, twenty-six? So, uh huh. That claim of over 500 unique pieces of content is based on breaking down those creations into everything from pet foxes to nixhounds and mud crabs and weapons, clothes, and return of old favorites like gray cowl and goblins. Plus additions like camping and backpacks. So Skyrim just boosted itself way further than I've expected it to well they had the vanilla part where you can get you know the you can do the mods for skyrim i i played the original skyrim and when i first played it and i saw my first dragon holy shit that big massive thing in the sky that shadow and you look up and there it is flying over your head and then you were like oh it's gotta land it's gotta no <laughs> like there came no, to fly over your head for about an hour it came to a point where it's like okay do i shoot it down what am i gonna do and then once you do man it's like right there and you know it it was difficult fights but man the story on that the music the going the grinding of the dungeons just everything in between all that all that oh it was just absolutely gorgeous It it was a beautiful game it's one of those games that i i wish i had you said it's on steam I'll have to take a yes, peek sir. at it and see if, you know, I don't know if I would play it now. If I, if I, mm, I don't know. I have to look. I, I like to see if Dark Souls is on there too. It'd be a really nice game to play. I don't know. You, you never liked the Dark Souls. Dark Souls though is a lot. I haven't reminds me of it. played Dark Souls. It reminds was... me of a lot of Skyrim. And uh, yeah, Dark Souls is on the uh, Steam just position. Awesome. It is out there officially, Dark Souls. Um, and it's 
Oof, oof, oof. There's deluxe editions. There's a scholar of the first. So there's DLCs for it as well, too. I never really got into the DLCs for that game. The only game that I have that are DLCs, uh, it was uh, um, Elder Scrolls Online ESO. That was the only ones I had the the um, DLCs for stuff. And I, I love that game. ESO, if you like if you like those kind of games, ESO would be the one to go. Or even Path of Exile. Path of Exile is a lot like League of Legends, and it's really fun, too. I like it. Mm-mm-mm. So Fortnite is getting all this stuff. Age of Empires is coming into a lecture about different things. You have the Ships of the Seas coming, Sea of Thieves. I mean, holy crap, Wars of Horizon 5 updates. Sounds like a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming up here soon, which isn't, it's around the corner. A lot of this stuff is September, but then again, some of it's in 2022, which isn't too, too, too far. Hmm. Are you feeling jolly? Because next hour, we're going to be talking about stuff like that. Yeah. Well, Santa Claus is around the corner. Right in the corner. So He is. He's much so. So in the second hour, we'll be talking about that. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen, after these messages. Stay tuned. Second hour of the Megabyte Podcast. Good afternoon. I am your co-host, Squeamish Cactus. And I'm Fufu. Ho, ho, holidays are around the corner for us. Isn't it amazing how fast this year went by? But some of the most famous ones, most famous holidays versus some of those ones who never got the attention like they should. I think some of those. A lot of those don't, you know, I mean, Cupid, Valentine's, of course, St. Patrick's and people we've never heard of before, but look what happens. But what about the 15 weird and forgotten Christmas traditions nobody does anymore? Have you heard of this before? Have you ever heard that? I, I've heard of some, not all of them, but some of them. It's crazy. Like, I didn't, I never knew that there was these weird thing. Well, of course, you know, does that include the family members like a... You know, in-laws that come in. are those get started on family members. <laughs> 15 but, weird and forgotten. I'm pretty sure you've read Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the I know Night I Before Christmas and all through the house. Hamsters were scurrying. I, yes, I. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think you messed that up a little. But, I did, just a wee bit. So... Did you ever make real sugar plums? You know, I, in my house, I've never heard, I I've heard of, you know, dancing sugar plums and stuff like mm-hmm. this. I've heard this song or I've heard that, but I don't know exactly what a sugar plum is. So originally they were caraway seeds or cardamom pods and they were, pods, okay. they were coated in sugar. So, that's sugar plum. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Not plums at all. So they, okay. The, pretty much the word plum Mm -hmm. was meaning desirable. Hmm. Rather than the fruit. So... So plum tuckered. Uh, well, I guess I don't know how that one came around, but 
That's really cool. Yeah. yeah all some children were nestled all snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. That's the lyric. Yep. That's what I was looking for. But I never so, knew what that was. Exactly. I didn't know either because I've never done it. I've never made sugar plums. So what weird. about fruitcake? What is your what is your take on fruitcake? You mean those things that make great door stoppers after about a week? <laughs> Seriously, okay, the multicolored so- things. I mean, I don't know what's in them. And I remember I had a neighbor who would always give us one every year when I was a kid. And it was creepy because I didn't know what the hell it was. I don't know. I I just know that it's something that nobody wants. It is one of those most hated things. I think if you were to do like a top whatever, that would definitely be on the list. Nobody wants fruitcake. Why? What what happened to poor the the poor wrap of of it has a bad wrap of it. But what it makes fruitcake so hated? I don't know. But did you know there used to be a tradition of putting fruitcake under your pillow? What? No yes. way. So, originally it started out if you ate a piece of fruitcake, especially if it was like from a wedding, and you put what you had left under your pillow, you would have sweet dreams of the person you would marry. Sweet dreams. <laughs> okay. Now, why would but they give this as a wedding? <laughs> Go on. I have no idea. I have no Ooh. idea. But it isn't only acquainted with christmas involving love some christmas revelers in the 17th century would also do things like throw food at the wall to see if it's stuck and that would spell if it's stuck in the in a name that would spell the name of a lover so wait it's uh, okay back up if i threw a piece of fruitcake right now on the wall supposedly i would see the image of a Person that I will fall in love with or be married to? Yes. Really? Or they would also toss a shoe into a tree. If the shoes stayed in the tree, the person who threw them would be married within a year. <laughs> now that's interesting. I never heard of that one either. That's kind of crazy. But fruitcake under your pillow, wouldn't that stink? When they get all... Uh, I'm you know. sorry. I If the fruitcake is moist, one... It's going to leave a smell. Two, it's going to eventually, you know, depending on how often you wash your pillowcases and pillows. Mm-hmm. It, one, it's going to leave a smell. Two, I, I, I don't want that under my pillow because of crumbs. It would be uncomfortable. I don't uncomfortable. like crumbs in my bed. It would be uncomfortable, you know, just to sit there to think that you have a piece of fruitcake. Exactly. I, I don't know. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. well speaking of um asinine things (laughs) what about celebrating the feast of the donkey have you ever heard of this 13th century tradition no (laughs) so so check this out are you ready for this this is asinine it really is (laughs) Mm -hmm. in 13th or 12th century France, I should say. It's back 100 years. So we're talking 1100s. A donkey would be led in a procession through the center of town to a local church where a session or a service was in session. Okay. The donkey would remain next to the church's altar for the duration of the service. And congr- that the congratulations, congratulations, 
would mimic its bray in a call and response with the priest. I I'm not kind of so wait a minute, you're gonna be e hee-hawing and e-hawing and mimicking <laughs> the voice of the donkey? Making yourself an ass? It was accompanied by raucous parties that usually got out of hand. The celebration became such a problem that many towns eventually banned it. So people got rallied, rallied and, and people got all excited and rowdy and all that stuff. And they had to eventually ban it. But 1100, so you imagine that you have a donkey, you're getting married. And then you hear, hee-haw, hee-haw. And then you hear other people are doing the same shit outside the door. Like, wow, this is crazy. I, uh, it's loud. <laughs> I have never Be heard honest. that before. I haven't either. That's crazy. Asinine things they did in Europe back in 1100. Yeah? <laughs> oh, man. Donkey. What are you doing, donkey? <laughs> crazy stuff. So, we all know, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. Mm hmm. But did you know why that was a thing? If I'm I'm throwing a guesstimate because I'm not very biblical or um religious, I would assume it was the twelve days of creation, maybe, or these twelve days that it took for somebody to step and and I don't know, just go ahead and just fill me in. I'm I'm losing thought. Okay, so today the Christmas season obviously runs from Thanksgiving to Christmas Day. Right. Before it was the other way around. The months leading up to Christmas were considered Advent, which, similar to Lent, was considered a time of restraint for Christians. Okay. Instead, the Christmas season was from Christmas up until the eve of Epiphany, which is January 6th. The biggest celebration was actually held on that final day, the final day known as the Twelfth Night, hmm. mm -hmm. which served as the inspiration for William Shakespeare's play of the same name so instead of leading up to christmas it was christmas until after that's kind of okay so it was reversed it was after versus before that's kind of interesting <clears throat> you ever had christmas cake like a, no. tr a tr i guess a traditional christmas cake what about hiding string beans in your Christmas cake? Can you imagine that? String beans in your cake. Who uh, in their right mind put beans in a cake? Speaking of the 12th night, as you were just mentioning about that, many games and Christmas celebrations were once held on the 12th night, and those in traditions was to bake a cake and hide something in it, like string beans or a coin. Now, okay, I'm all good for money and stuff. I'm all about it. But if I bit into that damn thing and there was a coin in there and I broke my teeth, I'd be mad as a hornet. But what they would do is they would traditionally hide string beans or a coin or something that's similar to the modern tradition of finding a bean or figurine in a king cake served on a Mardi Gras in the South. So in other words, they hide things inside these cakes, which I, I guess would be interesting. And I mean, I get that, but... I'd now, rather just eat my cake and not have to worry about choking on something. Whoever found the item in that slice of cake that was hidden inside the entirety of the cake on the 12th night would lead the evening's festivities. Festivities. So in other words, that person would be the king of the crop there and they would be able to find it. 
So can you imagine if you had a coin in your cake, in your slice of cake, uh, and all of a sudden you bit into it, now you're like, I'm the king. You got broken teeth, and you are the one now everybody's looking at because you are leading the festivities of that evening on a 12th night. I don't know, man. Mm-mm-mm. That'd be kind of crazy. So, another tradition was the Lords of Misrule. No, I don't know if you know what that is. Excuse me? I've never heard of it either. Okay, so under the tradition of the Lords of Misrule, which was popular in medieval courts, a jester or a clown would become the mayor of the city for the Christmas season. What? Wait, what? (laughs) You heard that right. A jester or a clown would become mayor of the city for a for the Christmas season. Oh, they should bring that back. Right? Suggesting all sorts of funny things that everyone would have to do. Depending fun. upon the pool depending upon the village's ruling structure, it was also known as the Abbot of Unreason. The tradition was meant to provide entertainment throughout the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. Eventually the Rauschus celebration was banned in fifteen forty one by Henry the eighth and ban again by elizabeth the first after a brief resurrection of her by her predecessor so they would a jester or clown would be a mayor of a city for the entire christmas season and they would go around and suggest all these sorts of like funny things to do and to you know hey let's poke you in this belly and see if you laugh or or something like that wow that's crazy right now, I wouldn't mind that too much. That'd be kind of fun, you know? I mean, I, I know you'd love to have a knock on your door and there's a clown. Hell no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Hi, How are you? You can keep the clowns to yourself. Me, me. No. Yes, nose honking at you and stuff. That's crazy. What about, like, wearing costumes? Now, you know, we, we all know, like, Mardi Gras and, of course, masquerades have costumes and stuff. And Halloween? And Hallow's Eve and Halloween, yes, of course. Wearing costumes used to be a traditional part of the Christmas celebratories or celebration. You imagine that? Like, wait, see, I've never, I've never associated costumes with Christmas. There was a, a, a like, as an example, there was a famous instance where a group of 13th century nobles burned to death when the tar on their forced savages, which was a costumes, they all caught on fire. So Jesus. King Charles <laughs> narrowly escaped the incident and the practice was henceforth banned within his court. So I, I don't know what the hell happened or what they had on the forts. I mean, fire, man. But then that, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Imagine wearing like an extra costume. So you would wear it for Mardi Gras for Halloween. Some people wear Easter too. I've heard some people wear costumes for Easter. And from what I was told in Sweden or in, in that part of the world, I think Halloween is their Easter and our Easter is their Halloween. I could be totally wrong. That's interesting. But I do recall well, I used to talk to a friend it, of mine. If you think about it, they're also on the other side of the world. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our seasons are flip-flopped. When it's warm over here, it's cold over there. So I could see that. What that about, is so weird. What about Christmas caroling? Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yes. 
I love singing. I love caroling. So, so Christmas caroling used to be a lot more like trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. Um, in 19th century Europe, it was an occasion for poor folks to re- request gifts from wealthy landowners. And they'd go from house to house and say, okay, we're going to sing a song for you. You can either invite us in, give us food and drinks. Yep. Or, you know, if you don't, you never know what's going to happen to your yard. Whoa. So it was kind of like extortion in a way. I was just going to say, man, that's pretty dark. I never thought of doing that. You give me something for singing a song for you or something might happen. One, That's... two, cactus is coming for you. <laughs> Holy crap, yeah. dude. So there was a, a negative side into that. I never thought of that. Yeah. Because I used to go, now this is a true story. My ex-girlfriend and I, she couldn't, she was an okay singer, but she wasn't the best. But I gave her props because she would actually have the, she would have the, the guts to go up to the door and knock and start singing. But uh, we would go into the more... The, the more richier sections mm-hmm. where all those nice mansions are. And we would start caroling, knock on a door and you would hear the door open or you would see, you know, somebody peek or whatever. And then you start singing and then he would open the door and they'd listen to you. You know, if they were interested, they'd smile or rock and they'd give you money or they, we actually had a place where they told us to come in and they gave us some cider. They gave us like $20 bills. And then they told us later to come back, actually, because they were having a house party. And it was an amazing house party in a mansion, of all things. But I never sat there and said, you know, or thought in my head, evil intentions. Like, if you don't hear me sing or don't give me anything, (laughs) I'm going to burn your house. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, extortion. Since we're talking about the darker side. (laughs) What? They used to tell scary stories for Christmas. Hmm. Can you believe that? Scary ghost stories for Christmas. I always thought St. Nick was always a jolly old soul. Well, if you if you think about the song, it's the most wonderful time of the year. There is a line in there that says, there will be scary ghost stories and tales of glories. Is there really? There is. And many people wonder why there would be scary ghost stories on Christmas. Now, I, addition, I never knew that. Yeah. In addition, you might be curious as to why A Christmas Carol, one of the most famous Christmas stories of all time, is a ghost story. You know, think about I, it. <clears throat> I never thought about it before I, now. I but never thought of that in a million years. I, I figured it never it was, clicked. <laughs> I figured it was just somebody who thought of they wanted to write their wrongs from past and present and if they yeah, exactly write their wrongs in the present time they kept on doing what they're doing in the future it's going to be bad for them exactly. but holy crap dude but i never thought of that the victorians good old victorian dude they helped cement many of our modern american ideas of christmas loved really stories yes we, they were very infamous for their um witchcraft ghost telling uh, you know seances and stuff the victorians mm-hmm. loved the haunted stuff i do recall remember reading stuff a lot about that where they would do seances in fact they'd even fake photos where they would double expose the photo to what would really look like somebody's loved one in it so mm-hmm. they would extort them for money which is kind of messed yeah. up that's crazy 
did you know Christmas Carol wasn't the only Christmas themed ghost story Charles Dickens wrote? Let me think. Really? I uh, I I didn't know that. I didn't either. But apparently Christmas was once more spooky and scary rather than the warm and the fuzzy that we know now. Hmm. And that's a little scary to think of. <laughs> so you couldn't have enough of this back in Halloween, now you gotta make Christmas. Which is all about giving yeah, toys spooky and spooky stuff. And here you are giving spooky it stuff. It wasn't always about giving toys and stuff. That's true. <laughs> but also it wasn't just about ghost stories that made Christmas an eerie the most eerie time of the year. The most eerie time of the year. <laughs> There used to be a huge supernatural component to Christmas. In some parts of Europe, it was believed that supernatural activity was at a high on Christmas Eve. Sort of the mm. way it is on the Day of the Dead. Or Halloween. Miotos something? Dia de los Muertos, yes. You say it's so perfect. I can't say that for poops. <laughs> In Germany and Poland, if a child was born on Christmas Eve, they were considered more likely to be a werewolf. <laughs> Excuse me? Wow, <laughs> yeah. that's a Halloween good time, really. Right? It was, that's in Germany and Poland. Germany, Poland, what are you guys doing up there? <laughs> really, a werewolf? <clears throat> I've never heard such a werewolf. That's crazy. Day of the Dead. <laughs> and and you think Christmas, you know, I when I think Christmas, I think of course obviously the snow and 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 the fireplace crackling with wood. There's a hint of cinnamon and pine in the air. You know, as I got older, there was mistletoe that just got dusty and never was used. You know, and then Santa stopped delivering after a while, but I still kept going and occasionally he would deliver stuff again. I dear Santa, you forgot me. Please listen to my woes. But, okay, I'm going too far personal. But, wow, that's crazy. Back in those days. <clears throat> Did you think thinking of Santa Claus as a gnome? Somebody has said that before. And let me uh, think. Do you remember, like, Coca-Cola? You know how he always has the cheery, bubbly, red face, chubby cheeks, Santa Claus with a big old beard and a red thing? Uh, as the Coca-Cola artist, they always depicted him as like a six-foot grown man grandfather. But the it was actually a push for marketing for Coca-Cola. And it became the oh, yeah. standard image of Santa. So who whoever did the design, uh, Haddon Sun, uh, what was it? Sunblom. I think that was his name. The one who, the traditional, like if you look at Coca-Cola and you see Santa Claus, like the old artwork, that was his doing. They did it to the massive marketing budget, spread far and wide, and soon became the standard image of Santa through the United States and much of Europe. Now, before that, however, the descriptions of Santa was all over the maps. There was a variations of Santa who looked like an elf and a gnome. Uh, in fact, much of the time he was even depicted as fully human. I guess it goes through the tradition of the werewolf kids. You know, well, but if you think about it. I think an elf or a gnome would fit a little bit better because there's no way one human can travel all over the globe mm -hmm. in one night. 
So why does he have elves to begin with? To help him Isn't get it? all over the globe in one night. <laughs> and then he sends them different places. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wild. So it makes you wonder, like somebody thought if he was kind of elvish and not Elvis, uh-huh, but elvish, then that would give him why not have other peers that look like him and similar and we'll call them little helpers or elves. I'm just thinking outside the present. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no. What about reindeer and elves in the old mythology of St. Nick? Speak of, we were just talking about that. Then his helpers were a little bit more sinister back in those days too. So in other words, instead of being helpful and stuff, they were considered more sinister. They were well, if you think about Krampus. <gasps> yeah, Krampus. Yes, yep. That's the mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. was terrifying. And you know, Krampus is a he was a demon, <laughs> a horn horn goat demon. Yeah, horns. I remember seeing a lot of that stuff that punished the naughty children. So you have your nice. Mm-hmm. And those kids would get visited by Santa, and then the ones who were not nice throughout the year would get visited by Krampus. They should and make those little. They should make what? I was just gonna say they should they should have that in in America in today's mythology of Santa Claus. If you're bad, Krampus is going to find you tonight. You know, so that would actually it it, it would install fear into the child. Like back in the day. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they would actually do their homework or do their, you know, be nice throughout the year. So they wouldn't have to be worried about Krumpus. I think it's about that time to start teaching my kid. A horned goat (laughs) demon who punished naughty children. I remember reading lots of that. So I was in Austria, Hungary, Slovakia, you know, all the the Transylvania, that area up there, the Baltic Mm -hmm. area part of of the world where, of course, Vlad... You know, Mr. Dracula himself came from. That was really wild. What about superstition around Christmas traditions? Hmm. There was a superstitious Christmas tradition that has fallen out of favor in recent years. Okay. But first footing. Now, I've never heard of this. But apparently Mm. first footing was the belief that the first person across the threshold of a home on Christmas Eve is considered good luck, especially if it was a dark-haired gentleman. Now, it was typically observed in England and Scotland. What? Okay. But, you know, There's something afoot about this. Is. <laughs> it, was it the right step in the direction? I don't understand this. <laughs> One foot in front of the other? So let me get this right. <clears throat> First footing was belief that like if somebody crossed a threshold, like I'm assuming a house or a building yes. of some sort, it was the if threshold they, of a home. If they were dark-haired gentlemen, I wonder why dark-haired. Well, if you think about Scotland, a lot of Scottish people have lighter hair or red hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. But when she think 
when you think that would be the good luck charms or because if the not if every not if everyone is walking around with that light hair or that red hair true if dark hair is the outcast hmm. or the less seen mm -hmm. maybe that would be why it's a good luck charm okay so you it would be like that that anomaly like holy crap there's it'd be like an albino person you know it sticks out out of the crowd versus you know your mm -hmm. typical dark-haired person or even a red-headed person typical okay i could see that so it'd be like you know that's there there must be something it's a blessing from the gods or the blessing from okay i got that now you said something about the the, the believing first footing what about foregoing the tree do you know how the traditional tree got started like where it came from no so you have a tree you decorate it every year with family and that's tradition right that's what we do usually the christians mm -hmm. and people who are non-jewish communities will believe in the yeah. christmas tree was originally a german tradition speaking of those germans there they go again boy i tell you many centuries you would have been hard pressed to find Basically, people celebrating anywhere across the world outside of Germany of a huh. Christmas tree or a decorated tree. It only became um, popular internationally after the Victoria, Queen Victoria and Prince Albert. <laughs> That's a funny name. We're sketched well, standing I mean, next to one back in the palace in 1848. Wow. Hmm. hmm. You believe that? Well, I mean... Me having German roots, mm -hmm. I mean, I never, I was never told, like, my my grandfather on my father's side, mm -hmm. I believe, was born over in that area. I know he was German and something else, <clears throat> but I would have never known that because... I've never been told like a lot of the German side traditions. Right. So that's kind of interesting. I have a lot of background with, I, in fact, <clears throat> half of my, half of me is German. Uh, from my father's side, father cacti's side, we're, you know, Brutus Scheiße nine somewhere out there in <laughs> Germany. Now, is it West Germany or East Germany? It doesn't matter now, but back then it did. It mattered a whole hell of a lot. So I don't know which side of the street I was on. You know, I don't know what part of the tradition is. We never did a ancestry type thing or genetic thing because I don't know. We just never did. It's kind of funky. Well, do you want to keep going on Christmas or do you want to take it a step towards the spooky side? <clears throat> I like the haunted side, you know me very well. But yeah, let's drill. Let's go on to some of the uh, darker sides of holidays. <laughs> Are you Since really talking about what I'm thinking? You're talking about. I like my Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Who doesn't? I mean, seriously. And it's only a couple months away, so yeah. I'm excited. I've already started decorating here and there with some Halloween stuff. Huh? Really? <laughs> yes, I love Halloween. It's my favorite time of the year. I've always said one. That Halloween... Not only, <clears throat> not only is Halloween a spooky season mm -hmm. and hauntings and stuff really piqued right. my interest, but it's in the fall. 
It's not too hot and it's not too cold. You got your your pumpkins, your pumpkin spice. I'm one of those girls. I love pumpkin spice. See, I like I, anything pumpkin. See, I am not a. I am not a. See, when when Blondie, she has pumpkin spice. She gets pumpkin spice latte. She gets all that stuff at these traditional, you know, boxed stores uh, yep. that have those things. I don't, I, gingerbread or pumpkin bread and uh, stuff like that, I will eat that. But mm-hmm. as far as, as pumpkin <clears throat> seeds and all that, you know, jazz. I love roasted salted pumpkin seeds. Ooh. I love them. No, my, I think Mother Cacti did too. She was like one of those, you know. That enjoyed that stuff because when we would, you know, my father and I, or as a family, throw out the newspaper on the on the table, buy the pumpkins from the store or even at the vineyard, and then go home and carve around the outside and make the faces. My mom would scoop out all the out of it, and she would, uh, you know, dry the seeds and then salt them, and bada boom, bada bing. It always smell. It always has that peculiar smell too. You know, it's really wild. Hmm. Well. Now that we have decided we're going Halloween, did you know that <clears throat> Halloween? <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. Halloween did not stem from a Christian holiday. It did not stem from All Hallows Eve, it as didn't. many people think I, it did. I thought that no. it did, but okay. <clears throat> no, Halloween wasn't even called Halloween. It was called. The visual or the vigil of Samhain. It is a two thousand year old pagan celebration in honor of the god Samhain, the Celtic Lord of the Dead. Two thousand years we've been celebrating Mm -hmm. Halloween, or the quote Sawi. I'm Sawi. I never heard of this before. (laughs) Really, this. The holiday was celebrated for two days, October 31st to November 2nd, Mm. and it was considered a sacred holiday to the Celtic region, as it used to be their New Year's and their last harvest before the winter. So during this time, the Celts believed that the fabric between this world and the next was at its weakest. Obviously, you know, all Hallows Eve, they feel the same. The veil between living and dead is at its thinnest and at its weakest. Sawween. So when I hear Sawween, I, 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 I mean, if if you break it down the way it, it's not spelled the same, but if if just pronunciation, mm-hmm. the way it's pronounced, Sawween. So Saw is in piggy. I'm thinking this would be like a thing for piggies, but. <laughs> Hey, so weird. So that was a 2,000-year-old pagan celebration. Yes. In honor of the god Samhain? 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 Samhain. I'm it, really killing it looks his name. Like, it looks like Samhain, mm-hmm. but it is pronounced Samhain. <clears throat> so if I now, were to go say happy Samhain, people are going to look at me fairly strange here, Bunny. But Yeah. Um, I'm willing to do it and see people <clears throat> unless, know what it is. Unless, of course, they have that pagan religion. <clears throat> so I should ask a witch if they know. If I say Samhain, they might know what it means. You know? They might, yes. But hmm. again, this was a 2,000-year-old 
celebration. Anyway, the Celts believe that the fabric between this world and the next was at its weakest. Therefore, the spirits and fairies were abroad to wreak havoc and mayhem on the living. The holiday was designed to appease Samhain as well as the spirits of these wicked dead. That's really interesting. And then you fast forward to Christianity. Mm -hmm. All Hallows Eve, the Catholic celebration, was made to honor the saints that had died in the past year. Right, right. Yeah, I knew that. But man, it goes back to that. I'm still blown Excuse me, I'm I'm still blown by that. Meaning the persons who live their lives in service to God is a saint. <clears throat> yes. In 834 AD, the Catholic Church felt it would e- be easier to convert the masses if they were would merge pagan festivities with traditional Christian ceremonies and feasts. Huh. Because the holiday was originally celebrated in the summer month of May. Sawin was? No, the All Hallows Eve. Oh, All Hallows Eve. Okay, I was gonna say, damn, it really switched from <laughs> October to May. That's a, that's a whole different season. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's why in 834 AD they felt it'd be easier to merge. Some of the Christian feasts were obviously Christmas and Easter, and of course All Hallows Eve. 834 so, all- AD. Hence why All Hallows Eve was moved from May to October to be able to incorporate it with the ancient festival. Wow. That would mean people could still keep their pagan holidays yet celebrated under the name of Christianity. Man, just talking about this stuff kind of makes me just excited. I I do love Halloween. I mean, it is a, a beautiful time. At least I do. I don't like the... I don't like the cold weather though. You do because you live in a hot environment or a all year round environment that's warm. Nope, I'll take my heat. But uh, oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you liked the cold air. No, I live most <laughs> of my life in the north. I will take my heat. See, you I keep it up there. I, I, it's. I'll tell you, it's toasty today outside, and it's perfect. Because I know we only have like a week or two left of this. And then all of a sudden it's just going, you know, it'll yep. start getting into the seventies and then into the fifties, forget the sixties. And then by the time, like the second week of September, it'll be like, hello forties. How are you? God, I hate that. Cause it's already starting to get darker out earlier. Like mm-hmm. by seven o'clock, eight o'clock, the sun's already starting to set. It's starting to, I don't know if it does it there because you're, sunshine state but here it starts to get that weird veil of clouds it's just kind of like me this the shadows look different the the lighting is yeah. different it's more whiter more i know what you're talking about more dull looking you know i, I keep hearing these damn canadian geese fly over the cacti box sitting there wank, 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 you know waking me up <laughs> at like eight in the morning because they're all going to go south eventually and start heading you know and and Pastures that are green, which is really, really weird. Hmm. So centuries later, after the transition from May to October and mm. merging all, the Scottish and Irish immigrants transported the customs of Halloween to the No World, which was our world. 
Although mm-hmm. most of the settlers were Puritans, many of their old habits died hard, and some pagan practices remained. Now, why do Puritans remind me of Amish people? And the Jewish community reminds me of Amish people? You're I s- mean... They all look... They, they wear traditional outfits that are very similar. I mean, when when I lived in Pennsylvania when I was a kid, we lived smack dead in Amish areas. What makes them different than a Quaker? A Puritan, Quaker, Jewish, Amish. Holy shit. You put those all four, it sounds like a setup for a joke and a bar joke. But if you put all four of those ethnic groups together, would you really be able to tell them apart? Uh, I mean, there's probably telltale signs. And that sounds harsh the way I say that, but I'm not trying to like point them out or trying to be discriminatory. I'm just merely wondering because they all, they all have the same outfits. They, they pretty much in similar, uh, believe in the same things. Puritans, of course. And, you know, um, wow. Quakers. But that's just me. I'm quacking myself up over here. Go ahead. So after a mass immigration of Irish to the United States, mass immigration of my peoples Mm -hmm. after, after a potato famine in Ireland in 1845, Halloween was slowly introduced into the American culture. Mm-hmm. And since since these colonies were influenced by a variety of cultures, it gave Halloween a new flavor. And that's when Halloween traditions started to change. A In the new flavor. world, All Hallows' Eve became a time for play parties, wherein these soirees were known to throw the soirees were known to be thrown to celebrate the harvest. People dress in mm. costumes, read each other's fortune, tell serious stories, and they were deemed to be amongst the first Halloween parties and celebrations of it continues today. Every year, there's always some kind of big Halloween party, no matter where you go. You got your haunted houses, you got your parties. Right. And that all started back in 1845, 1846-ish. So f- in fairly recent times, people would do the trick-or-treating mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Uh, the trick-or-treating came in later. Mm. But people who, tr- who did sto- uh, parties and stuff is what you mean. Yeah, okay. the parties and stuff started. I like throwing that. parties. I mean, if, if I was popular, I would have parties right and left with, you know. I would definitely, I, I like going to uh, Halloween parties. They're really unique. I used to go to quite a few when I was in my uh, band. We used to do things and, you know. Now, when you start talking about the children, the children in particularly, they were more susceptible to the imagery of Halloween. They were fascinated in the demonic likeness of the carved and illuminated pumpkins. You know, jack-o'-lanterns. They've taken up. Right. The practice of dressing up in costumes and visiting homes. There had also been a renewed interest in Halloween as a time when adults can also cross cultural boundaries and shed their identities by indulging in uninhibited evening of frivolity. I hope I said that right. Thus, the basic Celtic 
quality of the festival as an evening of annual escape from normal realities and expectation had remained into the 20th century. Do you know what a jack-o'-lantern is versus a pumpkin? Because some people say jack-o'-lanterns and other people say pumpkins. A jack-o'-lantern is the ones that have carved faces and they're illuminated. A pumpkin is just what they're carved into. <laughs> I already said it was a jack-o'-lantern. It was a pumpkin has a thinner shell and typically has less flesh or the pumpkin guts. And the inside of a carving pumpkin tends to contain more water than pie pumpkins. Also, the people were wondering, well, why is a pumpkin called a jack-o'-lantern? As in fact, this jack-o'-lantern was from an Irish folktale about a man named Stingy Jack. Irish immigrants brought the tradition to America, home of the pumpkin. Isn't that crazy? That's just a little tidbit, too. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. I do love pumpkin. I, I, I like the... It always just seems more darker, but it sounds darker, but it's just always, there was always something about it. You know, it, when, when I would go and, and you, know, you trick or treat, I remember I was a vampire when I was a kid, when we were going out trick or treating and I had the fake teeth and the glow in the dark teeth. And I, I've spent a lot of time in the mirror, you know, slicking my hair back, my, my, black hair and into like a, a nice i guess it looked like the monsters kid or something yeah but it was i looked really good you know i had my cape and all that stuff and i remember those days too though it got really cold and you'd have to it'd be too, you'd have to wear clothing underneath it you know your costume like extra layers to protect yourself and i don't know what was some of the costumes you wore oh god well what my mom told me my very first Halloween costume was a ladybug because my nickname when I was a baby was Bug. And I've never seen pictures. I don't want to see pictures. <clears throat> Mrs. Fufu, if you're out there, we want to see these pictures. No. <laughs> Mother Fufu. No, she's not allowed. <laughs> but I, I remember, you know, as a kid, going as a witch one year i even went as spongebob you don't i don't know why don't know why but they bought it as like my parents bought it as like a gag and i was like screw it you bought it i'll i'll do it i mean hell i'd do (laughs) to this day i would i mean i could it was one of those like full body ones Mm -hmm. where it's got the arm holes and leg holes and it's like a picture of spongebob I said, screw it, I'll do it. But I've always loved Halloween, especially now that I have a kid. I love dressing her up for Halloween. Her Hi, first how Halloween, are you? she was a bear. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when she hit three, four years old, I started letting her pick out her own costumes. But, mm. you know, speaking on costumes, you know, kids dress up and they go trick-or-treating it's a great way for parents to bond with their children but it's also kind of tricky in a way because some people don't celebrate halloween because it's either against their religion or they just don't believe in it Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. a lot of people like 
a lot of parents i remember my parents when i was growing up because they would let my older brothers take me and my younger sister they'd always say don't go to the houses that don't have any lights on i never understood until i got older why and it's because not everyone believes in the halloween spirit or the holiday itself or those ones that have no light on, no lights on on their doorstep. No decorations. They're no eating. They're eating all the candy behind the door. You know they. They yep. said the hell with it. I'm gonna buy it and eat it myself. And we used to do mm-hmm. that. You know we used to like leftover candy. Of course we'd get dots, you know, or Twizzlers oh, or Milky Ways or some of the more popular ones. I'm it, sorry, but dots are like the most annoying candy to eat. Really because <laughs> they're they get stuck in your teeth and well, they're just they are i don't know i don't like them <laughs> they are called the filler for you know the 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 what is that how do they call it the um fillings they 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 are really known to remove your fillings if you have fillings in your teeth you know which is really crazy um i i don't know i i loved you know and my parents would always check the candy to make sure everything was good and you know yep you didn't have to i i myself still do that with always candy because i think everybody should if it's even slightly opened i throw it out i'm i'm one of those paranoid moms like even if it comes from like a trunk or treat at a church if it's even slightly opened it's no good you ever you knock on a door and you as you're coming up you could smell it to this day I still can remember I haven't gone trick or treating in years, but I could still to this day right now in my mind's eye I can close my eyes but in my mind's eye I can smell and see people's pumpkins that are sitting outside their doors and you could it has that unique smell to it mm-hmm. it just it just has this weird burning smell on top of the crown you know. I could still smell it to this very day. And as time progresses, you know, you get older, you do less of that stuff, but you still go to costume parties like myself. And that's one thing you could do during this holiday seasons of the ways to celebrate, of course, would be to make a party. Especially yeah. if you don't have like kids and stuff and you want to celebrate Halloween. Yeah. You, you can go to a party. You can make a party and invite your guests over. Or you could. They can. They can wear costumes or not. It's up to them. But it's a great way to get everyone together and hanging out mm-hmm. and celebrating. You could also do themed ones. We did one. Uh, I did one la- one year where it was like uh, killers from movies. So people came in as Jason or Freddy Krueger. Some came in as like an Egyptian one where mummies and stuff, which was really cool. And there was no daddies, just mummies. <laughs> uh it was really fun though we used to do lots of stuff like that i i enjoy it to this day if if somebody is throwing a party and hey just you know call me oh. yep i i'll be there because i i love dressing up i love doing stuff like that you know i've even dressed up as myself one time oh he'll dress up as a cactus i will one year <laughs> i'll tell you this one this was a funny one it was a last minute decision and this is not to, this is a few years ago actually i was going to a halloween party and there was a lot of that particular year football. There was like a lot of misread calls and stuff. So a lot of people really were complaining about football referees. And I just so happened to walk by this particular shop and it had a 
referee outfit, but it had blinders. So what it was, and it had a cane. So in other words, it was a blind referee. So here I was, I walked in, I, I wore the outfit, kind of like Charlie Chaplin with his little cane. I was coming, walking around with it. And I was sitting there blowing a whistle lightly, not to the point where people's ears were bleeding. I was sitting there saying, oh, I saw that call. That's a bit, you know, I, I was just acting like a referee, but who was blinded by the call. So you can't, see, I mean, it was kind of, haha, uh-huh, you know, but it wasn't. But I thought it was kind of funny. I thought that was a really good one. And, you know, I was a, a Frankenstein. And another time I, fa- I painted my face green and I found a couple bolts. I cut and I glued them to my neck. That was such a bitch to put on. Cause you know, you get that wax, that skin, fake skin, you know, that you can get at yeah. the Halloween store. It didn't hold the bolts in there. I could probably, I should have probably got plastic ones or something or something yeah. that wasn't, you know, something not heavy, but I wanted to look authentic though. You know, cause when, if I'm going to go for the gusto, I'm going to go to where it's the most authentic thing. Like if I play a song that was written by a professional artist, you know, Queen or or Sir Paul McCartney or whatever. I played in the original key. I don't go, oh, yeah. well, I'm just gonna play this in, you know, this chord. The modified version. Yeah, I don't like that. I like I like things that are if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna go all out on, you know? I think my favorite Halloween costume was Zoe's first first Halloween. Obviously I told you she was dressed up as a teddy bear. And she wasn't walking yet, so she was in the stroller, and I decided, you know what? We're going out loud this year. It's her first Halloween, and I believe I still have a picture of it, and if I do, I will send it to you, Cactus. Okay. I dressed up in a hoodie, because it was kind of cold. We were in Indiana. I had a pair of jeans on, and I was walking around in my slippers, and she didn't want to sit in the stroller so I picked her up and I she was fighting me and trying to lay down so I put her across my hip where she was laying down and I just told everyone I was a sick kid and she was my teddy bear (laughs) and I think that was my favorite Halloween costume I just want to be your teddy bear decorate your house i mean come on you got to decorate the house if you're gonna if you're yes. doing this for halloween you got to decorate the house it could be a little spider that you bought at the pet store it's an actual real tarantula and when your family or members come home your or your friends come over to your house and say holy nope. shit there's a real spider well you, you know have you nope. ever held a tarantula nope i don't uh, like spiders so you're arachnophobic yep I don't oh. like clowns and I don't like spiders and I don't like snakes. So what if you had a clown holding a spider? Kick it to the moon. Or a spider. Somebody dresses a spider and had a horn for a clown or, and they had the spider. Nope. They had the big shoes, the red shoes. Nope. <laughs> nope. It's not going to nope. happen. <laughs> food binge. Of course you want food at your, if you're doing a party, look, bottom line, decorate your house. Do food binging, of course. You want to buy some snack foods. You want to buy some stuff. You could even make stuff. You can make hard-boiled oh, eggs yeah. that look like, you know, cut them in half. They look like eyeballs, you know. Mm-hmm. You could call them rotted eyes or something. I think that's what I did before. I mean, I always get kind of creative when it comes to that stuff. If you get, like, raspberry jam, you put it mm-hmm. into a a thin, like, a toothpaste 
or even get one of those little bags, you know, for the bakery, of course, you can get for icing. A decorating icing bag. Yeah. yeah. What you could also do, you can make cookies and bake them in the shape of Frankenstein, or you can make horror theme where you can make cookies with like slashes on them with little blood dripping out of it yeah yeah you could do a uh a hand I, there was one year i had a friend of mine oh man she was so good at doing a bakery she was a she was a trade by trade she did cakes she did lots of yeah. she's a baker of 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 um confectionist baker and she had a, a looked like a hand like from maybe all the way up to your like mid part of your wrist uh-huh. but it, it was a cake and when you cut yeah. into it, it would start bleeding red. And it, was, it scared the shit out of me the way she had it one time. Because I That'd thought it was a real hand. Cool. And, it, and it looked really super funny and super cool. And, and uh, it, it was crazy. But, man, it was good. It was, it had, I think it was raspberry inside it. It was so good. Mm-hmm. It was so I delicious. I know one year I was probably about seven or eight. And there was this one place like they had this candy bowl and i'll never forget it it was the first time i'd ever experienced this and now i see them all the time they had this candy bowl and it had a hand and when you reached in for it the hand would grab you Uh uh scared the crap out of me i've seen it yeah like a mouse trap (laughs) it would be even better though is if you had you you buy it because we're running out of time but if you had a bowl you have your hand in it now, I remember when I went trick or treating, there was somebody who did that. It was a, it looked like thing, you know, from family of the uh, Adams family, and his hand was sitting there like this in the bowl. So all you saw was like just part of the wrist, and then as soon as you tried it, because the candy was filled uh-huh. right here, and it, just like that trap one you mentioned, as soon as you try to grab it, he would grab your hand like this, and oh, it scared me so bad as a kid. Jesus, man, I screamed like a little girl. Ah! <laughs> It was great. It was absolutely wonderful. Well, this is great, man. Trick or treat if you can. I mean, hell, I've seen people that are, you know, our age groups trick or treating before and they didn't have anything. A condom costume. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Hey, you're staying pretty safe, aren't you? (laughs) Well done. (laughs) On that note. On that note. I well, think it's, it's time. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's all the time we have today, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We will catch you guys on another episode of the Megabytes Podcast. We'll see you then. Every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Ta-da!